0: Hello and welcome to Series Two, Episode Five of the Hayward Flash Podcast. My guest today is the very lovely and talented Mr. Al Cummins. Hey, do man.
1: Hey, man. Oh, you're too kind. Yeah, uh, I'm doing. Uh, I'm doing good, thanks, mate. How are you?
0: I am. Um, I had I had eight hours sleep last night, which was unheard of for somebody
1: like me, but I am still
0: super fucking tired.
1: Yeah, man. Like you seemed really shocked when I said I hadn't been up that long. I guess it's the difference when you have a kid, you know. Yeah, I forget that you not know, everybody has children sometimes and when I hear someone slept past seven o'clock in the morning I'm like, Oh my god, you're living a fucking life. No, nah, we were we were playing cards till like one in the morning <laughs> and then Yeah. It's pretty bad. I would like to change my uh my routine, but you know, I'm a bit of a night owl and then I right. end up sleeping too long. I was exactly
0: the same for a long yeah, no. time. Um and I, all I can say is make the most of it while you can do it, man, because it's not always gonna be that way, I'm sure. In it, yeah. Um, but yeah, so welcome, um, and it's lovely to have you here. Thank uh, you, man. Thank you for
1: asking me. It's good.
0: Yeah, d- d- I had a list for um, Series 2 of people yeah. that um, I would like to have on. That list has uh, changed about 15 times so far. Um, I think the series might end up being a lot longer than the first series, but we'll see. I want to get everybody on, but it's it's sometimes it's difficult to get people's schedules to match up.
1: Yeah, for sure, man. How many were you planning on uh, doing in the series? I did. I was planning on
0: doing 10 for series one and I ended up doing 11 because I had a really good idea. Well, I thought it was a good idea anyway. It actually turned out to be trying like, trying to herd cats, um, which is something <laughs> I, uh, I had a guest co-host for the series finale, which was um, Joe Payne, so JCP Flash.
1: Oh, amazing. Yeah,
0: nice. Um. And I don't, I don't know how much you've listened. I've just fucking... I literally, this might as well be the JCP flash hour because he gets brought up in every fucking episode and I've just done it, like, literally two minutes into our episode. Yeah. Oh, no, fucking... nah, it's
1: not sick. I, I saw the, um, the like, Sailor Jerry cereal box he did recently. That's absolute madness. Like, the super creative, dude. Yeah, he's such... Uh, yeah, I'm not going to... I'm not going to boost his ego too much. I'm not going to give you too much more
0: airtime. Um, uh, it's a joke, man, because he's he's such the he's so down to earth and he, he's not egotistical in any sense of the word. But yeah, like it. Yeah. So uh, yeah, let's move on from JCP Flash. Um, yeah. So do you want to just give us a bit of an intro and background as to who you are, what you do, and uh, yeah?
1: Oh, got me. Um, yeah. So my name's Al. I. I tattoo a Mean Street Tattoo in Norwich. Um, been tattooing for about five years. Coming up for, uh, I mostly do traditional style. Um, hmm. What else do you want to know, man? <laughs> I'm not the sort of dude to blow my own trumpet.
0: I mean, as much as you want to tell me, man, no, it, it's uh, that. I mean, that's enough. Like, it's uh, it's all relative, I suppose. It, You know, it's not like a dating profile or anything. You ain't got
1: to tell me, you know, what your interests are or your age or anything like that. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, I'm I'm far too old. Actually, I got into this game kind of late, man. Like, I wish, like, I got into tattooing when I was, you know, whatever, 18, 19. It's so sick. Like, one of the guys I used to work with, Joe, um, Joe Carpenter, he was, like, my boss for a bit. So when I got into tattooing, like, I went down that route of like doing the desk work and sort of being a shop manager for a bit, and like he was my age, and I'd never done a tattoo in my life at that point, and he was already just the sickest fucking realism and Japanese artists um, winning awards and shit, and I was like, man, people have got a head start on me. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to work hard to to do this thing, you know. So when you say you're super
0: fucking old, how old are you, Al? Oh,
1: okay, now I'm gonna offend people if they're older than me, but uh, I'm 31 mate, you've got such a baby face for a 31-year-old. Oh, mate, my client yesterday, um, so a, 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 I had a couple of walk-ins. It was a mom and her daughter, and she looked really young, the daughter. And I was like, just, to, like, sorry to ask her. Just make sure you are, you're you're 18, right? And she was like, oh, I'm 20. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm really sorry to cause you any offence. And she was like, you know, some people get offended. Some people are stoked. She was happy that I thought, you know, she looked young. or whatever. And then later on, we were just chatting, like, her and her mum were in there having a bit of a laugh to be honest they were having like a mother daughter day and i was like go on then how how old do you think i am and she said 23 i was fucking um, i don't
0: mate, i don't think i look 23 at 23
1: so yeah, I, to, yeah. Um, <laughs> I do have a baby face though i'll give you that but yeah i'm yeah. 32 this year but a bit, like when you put add that up i guess i started tattooing about 27 mm-hmm. people got years under their belt by then oh yeah absolutely yeah, i get that um yeah, it's it's I
0: suppose everybody's different everyone's life is different and everyone's not walking the same path are they and sometimes the stars align at different different times for people you know. Yeah man that's so true. Um I actually got asked um by Rupert on the last episode um about why I'm not doing anything with Tattooing. Um and it kind of threw me a little bit because I—it's rare that somebody turns around the questions on me. Yeah, it is quite rare. Um, and I was kind of like a couple. I've been asked before, but in like more of a social setting. And I was a bit like, it caught me off balance a little bit. And uh, I genuinely said, like, I, I, it's something that I would—I've always loved to be able to do that. Like, it, that would be like the perfect career for me. I think. Yeah. Um, and after a couple of days, I kind of I sat down and me and my partner, because I can't work because of my illness. Um, yeah, of course. Um, I, uh, I approached my partner and we'd already discussed that when I go back to work, when I'm better and I've recovered, um, I'm not going to go back to the job that I was in before, which was uh, commercial building site management. Right. Um, because it's just not... like. I've got a young son, and he's going to be in school. My My partner, she's got her career, and she works full time. I'd never ask her to compromise that. So I was like, "Well, I'll just go back to work part time, and I'll do the, I'll do all my bits with my son because he's my son, you know. She's, he's not biologically hers." So. Right. Got you. Got you. Um, um, and uh, yeah, so I just kind of said to her, Like when I go back to work, I'm only going to go back part time. Like, how would you feel if I if I did an apprenticeship, like a few days a week in a shop or something? And she was like, Yeah, let's do it. Let's let's get it you know, we'll make it work. And i was oh, i help the like, man. So that's so that's like like a, the first time I've really had like a goal to to achieve in, in the last sort of like four or five years. So yeah, man, that's
1: that's all for me. It's doing. cool that as well. Like Rupert kind of asked you that question, like, you know, so why why aren't you doing stuff with Tattoo? And you're like, Yeah, why aren't I? Like and now you're gonna go for it and stuff, I think that's sick. Yeah, man for sure I, I'm, I'm I'm super stoked I'm really excited um well I'll be rooting for you man if there's anything I can ever do to help or anything
0: you know hit me up I appreciate that and that is one thing i I really love about this community man like I say it all the time is how supportive the people that I've talked to are and yes like uh, kind of kind of as you know I spoke to him the other day and he was just like dude like if there's anything you need like please I'll, I'll help in any way I can just
1: let me know Um, yeah he's such a nice dude we've got him guesting i forget the month but it's, it's in the next couple of months and uh really looking forward to meeting him like i can't remember how we started talking but it's been years now um just talking on instagram and stuff and just i just clicked with that dude we've always kind of got along but never met him yet so we're gonna do a trade and stuff i think and yeah looking forward to him coming down that'd be sick man like
0: connor is such a slept on artist and i i can't dig him up and off like genuinely me and him talk quite a lot um and he's such a slept on artist and i really like with with his shop and stuff i really try and like plug his work and the shop as much as i possibly can because he deserves it man
1: like a hundred percent yeah he's got his own place now is not he Loser's lounge which is one of the best names for a tattoo shop yeah it's sick um, I, I want to go guest with him at some point because it's basically just him right it's kind of like a private studio and he's got all his own flash on the walls yeah he's very much of the mentality whereas a t- that's what a tattoo shop should look like when you oh, walk yeah. in,
0: it should be wall to wall flash
1: so it's exactly the same as our shop man we, that's just how we like it Yeah, overwhelming it. amounts of flash when you walk in and, and that's that's how you want a tattoo shop to be I think yeah, I mean for me of course, like I'm never gonna I'm never gonna tell anyone else what they what they can and can't do. Like some people like their really minimal clinical studios and stuff and that's that's cool if that's what they like. But I just I know what I like and it's that kind of old school feel and just yeah, just, just everywhere you look, there's some sick shit on the walls, super nice flash, super nice designs. You know, sometimes people come in and they're like, Oh, have you got any books to look through? And obviously we do have books, but at the same time you're like, look around you. Mm. like it's everywhere yeah I
0: think that I think I think if it's not people who are like almost tattoo collectors like we you know who will go to an artist and be like just do whatever do you know what I mean Like because I know what your work's like and anything you produce is going to come out sick Um, I think that the general public who would maybe just be going in and like they don't really know what they want they probably see flash on the walls and think well anybody else coming in could have just picked the same design as me. And they don't understand that there's probably half a million people in the world with the same tattoo,
1: the same Jerry
0: Rose or the same Jerry Swallow. And it's just
1: exactly, man. Like I definitely think there's a, a a big um, sort of portion of people that like it's my tattoo. So it's got to be, I'm the only one in the world that has this. Um, it's got to be custom. I don't want anything off the walls. That's that's for everyone else. But, you know, the more I've kind of personally learned getting into tattooing is so like that's why is that a bad thing? The the chances of you meeting someone with the exact same tattoo you pretty slim anyway. And also there's just so many variables like you and I could both get say like a Polito skull, you know, the cowboy, like so many people have that. And the reason they have it is because it's fucking sick. Yeah, um, but, you know, you make different choices on the size, the placement, the line weight, how you shade it, how you color it. So, is it really the same tattoo anymore? Even if it's even if it's the same concept, yeah, it's, it's you know, two two people could do the exact same tattoo in the exact same way, and it would still come out a little different.
0: So, yeah, that's, I, I was gonna say, I, I, man.
1: more people would be willing to just be like, "Nah, fuck it, I will, I will get that thing off the wall if I like it. Who cares if anyone else has got it?" I, I'd be really set with like when. When I'm recovered,
0: I'll be, hopefully next year, I'll be just doing like a little bit of a tour up and down the UK of like all the people that I've been fortunate enough to meet and talk to and then just go and see everybody and just get a little piece by everyone. That would be so fucking sick, man. So that's my plan because I haven't haven't been able to get tattooed in four years and I wasn't tattooed two years before that. So it's been like six years now. That's heavy, man. Yeah. It's going to be be a rude
1: awakening when they start lining that first one. I'm one of the few people that genuinely enjoys getting tattooed. Oh, nah! Everybody hates it. Like,
0: like everybody, it's it's like a really common. But I think that I, I've been that longer. I never, it never used to bother me before, but now I genuinely think I could sit down, not having been able to be tattooed for so long, yes. and it being something that I love so
1: much that I will never complain about a tattoo ever again. That's fair. Like, that this is it. You take things for granted in life, don't you? And you're desperate to get tattooed and you haven't been able to for years so even if it did hurt you'd probably be so fucking stoked that you're finally getting tattooed that yeah you you'd ignore that whereas i have i guess i have the luxury of being able to get tattooed whenever i want like we tattoo each other at the shop and stuff but yeah oh my god it fucking sucks that being said i do try to avoid using uh like numbing cream and stuff that's super common now but yeah i've only really used it like on one tattoo what was that tattoo my back (laughs) I really, <laughs> it's not like a one palm size tattoo. I, I used it a few times on my back from Regan, but that that was fucking brutal. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I can't imagine because I, I, I've got
0: both. I've got like my three main big pieces: top, middle, and bottom of my arm, and then a, like another one that covers my forearm, my left arm. Yeah, um, and then the, like the little other ones that I've got are going to have to be covered up. Um, and then I can only get, like, everything above my waist done. I can't have anything yes. below my waist for the rest of my life now. Um, oh, fucking hell, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. So, yeah, man, I've just got to be really careful with the space, and I think it'll just end up being a lot of gap fillers. Like, maybe there's enough room for maybe two or three or four, maybe, big
1: ones on my arms. Yeah. you got um, less numbers to work with, haven't you, mate? You what, Sorry? You got less canvas to work with. Yeah, absolutely. The only other alternative is if
0: I gain another ten stone, and then there's just more skin for everybody to (laughs) touch. Yeah.
1: Did you ever see that um, that that client dude? um, I think his name's Martin with the hexagons. No. So he's his legs um, are covered in like hexagon shapes. I guess that I guess in the beginning he got them. all lined out and now he basically tours like the uk well conventions shops all his favorite artists they're, they're probably only about i don't know like 10 centimeter squared tops sort of area and he just gets like a little tattoo in there and it's so it's like a patchwork thing like like a honeycomb pattern of hexagons but every single one's a different tattoo and different style that's such a sick idea man it, it is pretty sick man he's quite a, like a well-known dude. Um, in tattooing, just because he's, he's like got like famous legs with these hexagons. Yeah, I'll, I'll link <laughs> to him after that. You have to check out.
0: Yeah, man, but I mean, sure
1: he's I'll really look. like super maximized how many people he can get tattooed by by doing that. That's rad, man. Yeah.
0: yeah. I, I mean,
1: when you said 10 cent, I mean, I was like, that's not really that big. Like, for... oh, that, I'm fucking terrible at like maths and shit like that. I could, I could be way, way off. I could I could hold my hand up and show you, but this is only uh, audio, so I can't like. Yeah, um, so uh, you you'll see when you look though. A school ruler is thirty centimeters, so you're talking a third of a, of a of a school ruler. Yeah, that's if anything, that's way bigger. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Th- um. Fuck man, how big are these things? <laughs> It's
0: just going to nice. consume the whole podcast. Like we're we just going to sit here and me, me and looking around the room at random, room so we'll random items to see how big they are. <laughs> um. Nah, I, sorry, thought, was, I don't know. It. Yeah, we'll leave. We'll, we'll leave that one. You just link it to me afterwards, and I'll, I'll yep. put it out there how wrong you were. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So how did you, so how did you get into tattooing? Then how did you get your apprenticeship and stuff like that? Like?
1: All right man, I I can go right back to the beginning if you want. I'll try not to give you my whole fucking life story, but I guess it's interesting to hear about that sort of thing. Yeah, go um, for it. Like so, you know you're saying how people's people's paths just work out differently and like I was whinging that I didn't get into it earlier. So, I went I I did like a really sort of traditional approach to shit at first. I didn't really know I was I was quite lost, I didn't really know what I wanted to do in life. So I was like, yeah, I'll go to six one. You know, that's everyone else is doing that, so I'll do that. And yeah, I'll, I'll go to uni. I didn't want to go to uni, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. So it's just almost like literally like stalling. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a degree in music, and it's I'm just now in debt, and it's not worth a damn. Um, so then after that, I just uh I got a job actually as a caretaker uh, in a in a school which then led to being like a teaching assistant and shit. And like for years I used to work with kids um, in that kind of education capacity. But I just remember that first day going around the playground and emptying bins and shit. And I was like, man, like I'm in debt and I've studied for years and and got a degree. And this is what I get. I empty bins and no disrespect to people that empty bins. It's an important job, but you know what I mean? I was, I, I was, at that point i was extremely dissatisfied with life and i was just like doing shit because yeah i didn't i wasn't sure what to do and i ended up the school closed so i uh, got a different job and that was in a children's home um with some like really high level like emotional behavioral needs like kids that had been well i won't go into that but they, they had the fucking worst lives imaginable up to that point so that was super rewarding like working with them, teaching them music and, and helping them and stuff. And I think, uh, now looking back on it, it's like quite a lot of years later. It was like, I wanted to help those people to make me feel better about myself. Cause I needed the help. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. Everyone always saying like, Oh, you should do your teacher training. Like you're good with the kids. And I was like, nah, and like, well, why not? I was like, I don't want to be a teacher. And it's kind of like, well, why are you here? Um, and, I'd, and this, at this point, I'd started painting Flash. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'd always had that interest in tattooing. I, I sucked. Don't get me wrong. I didn't know what I was doing. And I don't think... I mean, if if there was, I certainly wasn't part of it. But that whole community of, like, you know, you can hit someone up and ask them, what do you use or what reference do you use? Like, I never, I didn't even know about reference. I would just draw stuff and be like, why doesn't this look like, you know, a proper tattoo yet? You know? Yeah. Painting in the background, everyone I work with is telling me to do teacher training and stuff, and I know in my heart that that's wrong. Um, so yeah, I did a couple more jobs, I was like a carer at one point for this kid with cerebral palsy. Um, and in the end, so it all ties back to uh, when I was at uni actually, it's like the butterfly effect. So I became friends with uh Steve Regan, who's obviously I work with now on Mean Street Regan Tattoo. He was in a band called Annotations of an Autopsy. Um, and I always used to uh, you know I played guitar and stuff like I said did music at uni so I'd been in bands and shit and yeah me and him got another little project going I'm probably like mixing up times and stuff here but anyways he got an apprenticeship um and he started getting his tattooing and I was like fuck man that's so cool like we've talked about this loads and he's actually he's actually doing it and that really kind of lit a fire under my ass to like try and get better and also he's starting to get this Inside information that he can pass on to me. So, uh, yeah, I ended up moving in with Steve for for a couple of years, I think. And we would just like paint every night. He was doing his apprenticeship. I was looking for an apprenticeship. And um, yeah, in the end, I, uh, I I like long and short of it is all these jobs I've been talking about. I kept I was getting signed off when, with like mental health stuff and ultimately like I'd get signed off, be off for a couple of months and then never go back. And I was like, I need to break this pattern of getting a job, getting depressed and quitting because I can't just do that for my whole life. Mm-hmm. And I f- kinda of figured out it's because I wanted to tattoo. Like that's I knew that's what I wanted to do deep down. Um so I was like, right, I need to at least take a shot because if I if I get nowhere, at least I had to go and then I can settle into something else, whatever. But life's too short to like not just go for what you want to do um so that was when i kind of decided to really make a go of it by this point my flash was getting a little bit better um that was when i got a job um like a shop manager job uh i think it was five keys at the time that guy was telling up yeah that was the shop um and that was that was big and like I was like a little golden retriever, mate, because I was so stoked to be in that environment. I was just like, I'm going to be so nice to everyone, making them teas and coffees all the time, like being just the most helpful guy that I can. And I I think that helps because, you know, you know, when people like people ask you for advice, how to get an apprenticeship, you never really know what to say besides like get a portfolio and then go get tattooed somewhere and kind of, I guess, make yourself known. So I was just trying to make people like me in that environment um yeah and at this point steve was working at another shop in norwich i went to see him one day kind of got on really well with the guy that owned it and uh steve kind of mentioned that i had been painting i had some stuff online at that point and yeah he offered me an apprenticeship and that was kind of how i got my foot in the door So that's that's a really long and complicated answer but <laughs> the long and short of it is i had a day job i used to practice flash in my day uh, free time when it got to a point where I had a bit more knowledge and a bit more experience, then I b- approached a guy, and and very luckily uh, got got an apprenticeship. So where was what shop was it? Sorry that you that you print. <coughs> um, so it was called uh, Undaunted Tattoo Studio in Norwich. It's not there anymore. Um, well, it is there, but it's been taken over by someone else. Right, uh, and the guy. Um, the guy that owned it is called uh, Aston, and he was he was my mentor. I believe he works in Colchester now. Yeah. yeah. So and, you, and so you went from
0: there and started working with Regan. And did you did you get is that the was that the next place you worked after that
1: shop closed? Like you went uh, to work with Regan. Yeah. So since then, I've basically always. Um, worked with him he's he, you know he's my best mate and we'd I'd, I'd kind of worked on uh i'd worked on the desk in a couple of places that he'd worked like you know i kind, i kind of tried i realized i was waffling before so i kind of skipped over a few bits but you know he he, he he kind of helped me with a foot in the door with a couple other places like just being like a saturday guy or like helping out at the shop so i worked at a couple of places with him not as a tattooer got my apprenticeship where he was and then yeah when that when that all um, finished uh, where did I go next yeah I went to a shop called Crossed Arrows which is essentially the shop that we're at now but he's Regan's taking it over now and that's Mean Street Tattoo Parlor so same location and people just new ownership yeah I saw that uh,
0: Regan had taken over he had like a big launch type thing didn't they not, not too long ago lucky enough
1: yeah so. mate it's it's all quite new we've got a flash day on saturday um which is going to be the first sort of like event type thing we're doing so really looking forward to that
0: so how does that was my next question actually so it's nice that it's flowed into it naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, so Main Street is Regan Shop uh, <laughs> and then you uh Craig Tats um is it Jake Jake Ralphs Jake Ralphs works there as well yep and Emma Wilkes, don't forget Emma. Yeah, and Emma Wilkes. Sorry, there was one put some, somebody I blank on and it, it was Emma. So if Emma, if you ever listen, I do apologize. Um,
1: <laughs>
0: but uh so what's what's the shop feel like when you main street tattoo, what is main street tattoo about
1: as a um, shop? I think collectively, um the thing that brings us together is just an appreciation of that kind of classic style of trad very almost like a new york approach to trad tattooing um and I, th- I think that ultimately the art comes before anything else like we just we love the designs we we like the history and it's like we paint a lot we if, if we're not tattooing we'll still be at the shop five days a week or ever six days a week painting um coming up with flash and i think the environment like it, it boosts you like someone will paint something really sick and then that inspires you like, <clears throat> oh, I want to do, I want to do something like that. Or I want to do something like that. Or, you know, we all obviously you spend so much time looking at tattoos on, uh, on Instagram and stuff. And you go, like, oh, dude, did you see this one that so-and-so did? And so it's quite, yeah, it's a creative environment. And at the same time, you know, it's just, I don't think we have any like egos there. Like say, we like what we like and that's just it um we like making people super comfortable and at home there it's like it's the shop that you can you can come and hang out at and you know i I, we like people dropping in to say hi and and even if they haven't got an appointment as long as guests if we're not too busy and like crowded but i guess quite social yeah i've
0: spoke to i've spoke to everybody but emma i think um and whenever I've spoke to any of you, it's like even on a, on a social media kind of capacity, like it, it's just that, you know, all lovely people kind of vibe. And it's thank you, man. No, no, that's mate. Believe me, I'm at an age now where I've realised that I don't have to fuck with everybody, and yeah, I only really talk to people that I want to talk to. Do you know what I mean? Good people. I don't need bad people just because they've got a reputable name. <laughs> yeah so it's it, you know if it doesn't matter how much how good you are at something <clears throat> that's not going to make me want to talk to you if you're an arse or you're an arse
1: doesn't matter how good you are do you know what i'm saying yeah, sure, but i mean this this is it like i'm i'm always trying to get better every day like but we we spoke very briefly before we started the podcast about how like so many people, so many artists and stuff have that anxiety. And I, I guess it's part and parcel of, of being an artist. You're always wanting to be better. You're your own worst critic. So like sometimes I don't, you know, I don't even necessarily rate my stuff. Like I, I'm doing my best, but yeah. I, I don't feel worthy of, of having an ego. I always want to be better. Um, cool. So I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna talk, you know, talk down to anyone or, or, or be like that because I'm, I'm, s- I'm still progressing. Do you know what I mean? But I don't think that goes away. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm confident what I do. I'm happy with what I do. But I don't know. I'm never going to be a dick about it because you can always be better. And there's always someone better out there.
0: Yeah, of course, man. I think that the minute that you think that you can't get any better, you'll never get any better. Do
1: you know what I mean? Yeah. So true, man. Yeah. I, I don't, I honestly don't think I will ever think that. Nor should anyone. You can always improve. Of course, man. Of course, very. Uh, it's it's
0: not something I've experienced massively, but it's a very egotistical and arrogant way to to perceive yourself, isn't it?
1: Yeah, man. I, and I, this is it. I I don't know too many people who who are like that. Like I say, people people are pretty like minded. Um, some people come across as as more confident, maybe, and I, and I uh I respect that. You know what I mean? But I I don't really know people that are like. I'm so fucking good. I've completed tattooing. I couldn't (laughs) possibly be any better. Like, I I don't really I don't know anyone like that. And if and if they're out there, then that's probably why I don't know them. I'm not interested in in that. Yeah, this is true. Like, you you only attract like-minded people,
0: don't you? Yeah, dude. Um. Okay, so yeah, if anybody's listening, like, any go and get tattooed by anybody at Main Street because they're all sterling people and they produce amazing work
1: oh man thank you so much that's you're more than welcome i just I just want to quickly interject in there as well um because i've been talking about how it's this big trap shop and everything but like e- emma is, i just want to give emma a special shout out because she's she's kind of the unsung hero of the place man because she does do more fine line more effeminate kind of stuff maybe that's the wrong words but you know kind of a little bit more de- detailed a little bit finer than than our big clumpy trad <laughs> And, like, it's so nice having that around. She she fits in so well with all of us. And, uh, you know, some sometimes someone comes in, they want to kind of tattoo, and it's not really the stuff that we all do. Um, and you don't want to turn clients away or anything like that or make them feel like we don't want to do their tattoo because it's not always that, you know. I just I feel a lot more confident doing what I do. I don't want to put a stinker on someone. Mm. So having that variety... Um, is is a godsend, and yeah, so I'm really grateful for having Emma at the shop. There you go, Emma. That's your, your that's your unsung hero. Ten minutes of yeah, man. Of
0: the episode you deserve a little shout out. Yeah, so yeah, check out all the guys' work for for sure, man. Like everybody at that shop, Sterling. Um so, <laughs> is that your cat? It's right. He's not mine. Okay, like, and he's he's my partner's cat, like. What are you doing? If you're going to your hairball get out. Get out. Shut up. I love hello, you I love dare. that I'm
1: on a podcast with a cat. I'm a. am definitely a cat person, bro. Oh
0: yeah. No, I'm a... I've I've had about seven cats through my life and one has been mine. And they just they they just come into your lives, right? Yeah, absolutely, man. This is my partner's cat and she had him before I met her. And yeah. He's just not the cat that I would have Choose, chosen to have. He's very... I like lappy cats, you know, when they'll curl oh, up... Oh, yeah, <laughs> just cuddling, boys. Yeah, and they'll just, like, chill on you yeah, while you're watching TV, or they'll just come for a little fuss, and they'll curl up on your lap and go to sleep, and that's my kind of cat, and this one isn't anything like that. He sounds very vocal. Oh, yeah, he's he, Yeah, mainly because he's... He, the, the, I'd say he's greedy, and I call him a, a fat boy all the time, but <laughs> he's... Uh, cats don't ever know when they're full like if you put like literally a bucket of cat food down the floor the cat would eat it until it was sick because the yeah, cats and don't then know they more... full yeah <clears throat> and this cat honestly he's such a foodie and he probably has more than he should do um but yeah he's a... whenever I get to, whenever I tell him off or anything like that my miss always like oh don't be horrible to him he's my baby and I'm like oh, yeah but well, he's not he's you a know,
1: big baby is what he is uh-huh. um Legend, Sorry I've kind of distracted you there talking about cats
0: No no it's fine <laughs> We can talk about anything within reason um, on, um, So I think that, and I spoke about it a few times that there is there's a lot of artists out there now with a very recognisable and distinct style like I could look at without seeing somebody's name I could look at the tattoo or the painting and know that it's that person
1: Yeah totally agree man
0: So how important do you think that is to develop your own
1: style? Like almost like a signature as an artist. Um, I think it's, I think it's really important. And that, that was one of my goals in the beginning is like, I just, yeah, I want to be able to paint something and someone look at that and be like, Oh, that's, that's ours. I don't know if I'm there yet in all honesty, but this is the thing. I don't, yeah, you, you, Oh my God, my fucking door's going. Ignore it. Um, that's probably throwing me off the uh yeah i don't know if it's something that you necessarily see yourself like obviously you make choices to to develop your own style but i guess because you're so critical of your own work you know you look at your work and um oh fuck Go down, can the door, we, man. yeah can we can we just cut this out and then you ask me that question again in a sec yeah yeah,
0: yeah. we'll keep recording so, so, so
1: door. door. Oh, sh**, where's my keys? Sorry, man. Sorry about that, mate. Oh, uh, nice one. Cheers, buddy. Have a good day. Thank you. Right, I'm back in the game, brother. Sorry about that. It's all right. I'm so tempted to leave that in. Um, <laughs> you, oh, um, God. Literally, I was like about to answer the question, and then I heard the door knock, and it was like it just fucking scrambled my brain. And I was like, I'm just going to sound like a donut here. No, nah, not at all, man. Was it a parcel? Or... <laughs> yeah, I think it was something for me, Mrs. Something from ASOS, maybe. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's not even interesting for you. I
0: mean, I'd have been more annoyed if it was like. A door-to-door salesman, or a, or a Jehovah's Witness, or something like. Oh mate. Of, we could be interested is- in. What do you think about tattoos, sir? <laughs> um. Yeah. So the question was. Uh, okay. Yeah, so the question was like, how, like, with you see now, there's so many more artists coming out that y- you can look at a painting or uh, a tattoo they've done and not see their name and know it's theirs and that have that indistinctive like signature style about it and how do you how important do you think that is like for an artist
1: yeah i i think it's really important um especially within within traditional tattooing which i guess is what we're talking about um you use a lot of the same imagery so it's like right if 10 people are going to paint this eagle how do you let people know that this is your eagle you know mm-hmm. what i mean like what what separates you and and at the same time as long as you're doing a nice clean executed tattoo like do you you don't necessarily need that uh that separation like you, i guess you could probably go too far and then you're you're so concerned about your own style that maybe it looks a bit wacky like there's certain things that i guess they need to be a certain way but no i, th- I think it's really important and there's so many artists i can think of where you, you know if you if you said oh what does their work look like and they have got this signature style like even everyone I work with you know we're all using similar reference and I can tell you like oh that's that's one of Craigie's that's one of Jake's and and so on um I always really wanted like that was something really appealing to me like if I paint something I want someone someone to be able to see something I've painted and been like oh that's one of ours but the weird thing is like I don't I don't necessarily see it. I, it's not for me to say. Like I, I, I like to think that people would look at myself and go, "Oh, Al did that." But I think I don't know. I, do, I don't necessarily see it, and I don't know if that's because if it applies to everyone or if it's just me. Like being quite a harsh critic of yourself. Like mm. I'm so wrapped up in looking at what I do differently or what I did, you know, wrong or or anything like that that I almost you've got like these this fog when you look at your own stuff do you know what i mean
0: yeah absolutely man like you don't
1: you don't necessarily see but other people would exactly like this you know i like i say i've got all, like i'm looking at it now i've recently moved house i've got a big pile of like sheets and things i've collected over the years i've got some of your stuff here man um and i can i can pick out i don't need to see who it's by i know who it's by um and i'd like yeah i'd like to think that people look at my stuff and they can and they can do the same, but I don't know because I can only see it through my eyes. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I always say like, f- f- like firstly, like that uh, book you sent me, your your little your, oh uh,
1: yeah book. yeah man.
0: yeah the flash book. Like I could genuinely look through that without seeing the front cover and know that it's yours. Like I think that I could do that because I've I've looked at so much of your work.
1: Thank and, you, man. That's what, a, that's that's a huge compliment. So I appreciate that, man.
0: Yeah, not at all, man. Not at all. Um, but me and Rupert spoke about this. Like, I think I can tell one hundred percent. I could tell Connor's Connor Freeman's work. I could tell yep, his work same. a mile away. I am looking at a painting, and I I feel like this. Is to be, he's becoming the second JCP on this fucking podcast because ah. I feel like I mention him every single time. But where I record the podcast, I look directly at the flash wall in my house. Yeah. Um and I, I look at the bottom left hand painting and it's just a little A5 painting uh that Connor did and it's sort of an executioner, but not in oh. the typical executioner way. It's such a rad painting. Um and it's like he paints so clean, like like almost like it's digital, like to that but it still has that hand paintedness about it, like it's yeah. so ridiculous, man. Like yeah, he's, and I remember him sending me these three paintings. He sent me the executioner, uh the prisoner of love hand and something. Yep. That. I can't remember the third one. <laughs> Excuse me. Um and he sent it me and the paper he was using was like the smoothest paper I'd ever s i would ever I was messaging him going, What fucking paper do you use, man? Because this is this is ridiculous. What and was it? It was Langton Hot Press.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, I actually used that, the orange one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, not the paper, but, like, the cover. Yeah, the yeah the cover's, like, orange, yeah. And, yeah, uh, that's that's what I use at the moment, mainly because it's cheap. Can't afford arches, man.
0: Nah. It, to be fair, like, I got put onto Langton Cold... I was using, like, a cheap cold press paper, and my yeah. paintings were kind of suffering for it. Um, And Brando, Black Dog, um, he recommended I use Langton Cold Press. So I did. And I used that for ages, and... Uh, got used to doing everything on cold press, uh, and then of was like, "Buy this; it will change your life." And I was just like,
1: "Done." And that's what I do now. Yeah, um, I, actually- I was I was really similar. Like I used I really liked the look of the texture of cold press paper, and like that the green arches where it's like super super fucking rough, but it's like really thirsty, so you can like pour loads of color into it. But lining is is hell. It's try it's like trying to line on some sandpaper. So it doesn't matter what pens you're using or if you're using a nib even worse um I, I like now side by side looking at flash I've painted on green arches or on the the langton we were talking about like it, I think it was Craig was like just use smooth paper or change your life like you said mm. uh, because my the, the lines just look too like yeah, the, the the texture really affects it. And, you know, maybe someone's listening to this and you're like, oh, you should you should do this instead. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Maybe it's lining with a brush, so you've got way more liquid and you can get more of a saturated line on that paper. I don't know. But it's something the that I... a lot cleaner, I think.
0: <laughs> yeah, line, brush lining is something that I've not tried yet. And I'm really, like, I'm really sceptical to do it. Like, for the last sort of, like, four, five, six weeks, everything <clears throat> I've been doing has been for, um, like, a, I've got an arts market on Saturday.
1: Oh, sick um, man. I think I saw I've got, it.
0: Yeah, I've got like a little stall at an arts market on Saturday. It's the first one I've ever done and I've just been stockpiling work, like, everything I've been doing is probably, it, it, I've tried to uh, avoid certain designs and stuff because I think that it won't appeal to the general public so I've tried to play it safe a little bit. Yeah. Um, But I've got like a book of like 20-something A5s And then I've got 12 framed, different sized works. And then I've got like three or four A3 sheets and then four A4 sheets, uh, 12 coasters, a skateboard, uh, key rings. I've literally just fucking stockpiled everything. I still don't think I've got enough. And I reckon that I'm going to be working all the way up till sort of midnight on Friday, getting everything ready. Mate, that's it. I hope you sell it all i mean if i said it all i'd be coming home with a you know a re- i'll be really happy which isn't somebody that i am um <laughs> usually I, I, you, um, I mean if i sold out i mean that would be fucking incredible um but yeah man like everything i've been so i haven't branched out too much recently and then i sort a month mm-hmm. and a half just to, just so i can focus everything on on getting stuff ready for the show um but yeah well, it's definitely something i want to try i forget where we were now this yeah uh, style style in painting and um, that's
1: where we were yeah, yeah because you were saying about how you recognize connor's executioner and stuff and then we started talking about paper and stuff
0: <laughs> yeah so like connor's um connor style brandos
1: uh, yeah I'm, lo- I'm looking at one of brandon's now actually i won some competition or something on this story oh right okay yeah and again, you just tell it a mile off, mate. Like it's such
0: a distinct. His color palette alone would would make me recognise. Even if he did a trad painting, um, I, I I reckon like a proper traditional trad painting. As long as he used his color palette, quite yeah, then I'd know it was his. Um Young two from Bridge North. Oh like, yeah, man. He's got a really, I think, quite a distinct style for a young lad. Um is he young, is he? Yeah, he's like, oh, I'm going to get into trouble for this because me and him speak quite a lot and I feel like I should know him better. Uh, but I think he's like 21, 22. Lucky bastard. I know, yeah, very lucky bastard. <laughs> um, yeah, because, mate, if you feel old at 31, I'm even older than you. I'm, 30, I'm 33, I'll be 34 next year. Um, yeah, and you know, he's quite a popular, you know, he's quite... A, a popular thing with uh, this podcast is that my missus tells everybody that I'm 45, and, <laughs> and everybody uh, believes her, which is like, oh, how hard's my fucking life been to look 45 at 33? Um, we do
1: the, We do the same with Jake at the shop. I I think he might be the youngest dude there, and he's he's got a baby face as well. But we're always like, yeah, he's 45. <laughs> this is funny to say. Yeah, oh, bless
0: him. He has got a right baby face on him. Um, yeah, man, but uh. Yeah, um, yeah, but I think that I think that genuinely everybody, everybody like JCP Flash, Brando, Connor, yourself, uh, Craigie, Regan, um, uh, just loads of people, man, like out of luck. Like I could Rupert, everybody that I could, I reckon that I could quite easily like look at what something they've painted or
1: tattooed and been like yep that's them that would be quite a fun thing to do like oh. a, you should do a Haywood Flash Zoom pub quiz and do like a picture round where you have to like match the Flash to the painter there's an idea for you
0: oh man that's such a good idea
1: film it end of season video podcast boom
0: oh do you know what I'm not that might have to be a bonus episode quickly quick notepad. <laughs> I might do an Instagram Live or something and do and do it that way like as a little bonus thing. Because I've got a finale for this. I've got a finale for this series sorted already, and I'm surprised oh, cool, that you don't know about it. Can you tell me? I'm not going to tell you on air, no. Okay. I'll, but uh, I might message you afterwards. Oh, no, yeah, I want to know. Is it sick? For me, it's quite like... Like, I'm really... I'm really humbled and un- like almost honoured that these people said yes when I asked them when I approached them with it. People, uh, okay, i said too much. Moving on. <laughs> um, yeah, Love but, it. Yeah, I'll message you later. Um, okay, cool. So, right, you ready for the quick fire round?
1: Oh no! <laughs> this
0: no, I'm that not.
1: I, this That's is stressful. Stuff...
0: No, like I. I how good do you reckon you're going to be at this?
1: I don't know what the questions are, but pr- probably terrible, bro.
0: <laughs> Quick fire. I mean, it's multiple choice. It's just like A or B. A or B. Oh, if it's multiple choice, then that's golden. Yeah, it's just it's just for fun, man. Like, it's not like you're going to get... <clears throat> uh, let's do it. Yeah, you ready? Because this is like a super chill podcast, and then it's really intense, stressful bit in the middle. All right. All right, you ready? Okay. Rotary coil. Uh, coil. Pizza or chippy? Pizza. Hot press or cold press? Hot press. Metal or hip hop? Or... Metal. <laughs> Coffee or tea? Coffee. Paint or tattoo? Water tattoo? What? Painting or tattooing?
1: Oh, tattooing.
0: Uh, Girl head or panther?
1: Panther. Marker or nib? Uh, I use marker. Do you actually... Yeah, man.
0: Oh, all right, okay. Well, that was that's it. Just, just so that was that was the quick fire round. That wasn't oh.
1: as quick as. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> I need <to> you... <laughs> Now, nah, um, now nah, I, I I've got nibs and stuff, and I've used them before. But right here's the thing. This is my mistake was using it on cold press paper, like rough ass sandpaper, and you'll be pulling a line with a nib, and then like, have you ever had it where it like clicks and spreads? Yeah. Yeah, so basically so, yeah. I was just I was getting real stressed like fucking up sheets. Like, you know, you're on the last line of your last design and then you just have this massive fucking ink explosion. And this is it, it's high risk, high reward. Like sheets with nib look so fucking good. And may I don't know, maybe I'm just too lazy. Like I just I like pens. Yeah.
0: I had this conversation with somebody recently and it, I've never lined a sheet, I've never lined a design <laughs> with anything but a nib ever fuck yeah man um until (laughs) until so obviously i've been getting all these sheets ready for the uh the stall and i was literally i'm so heavy-handed man like i press on so hard with the nib um, okay that i snapped the nib when i was doing a sheet and i was just like i can't stop working like i have to keep producing work so um, I had to use a marker while I waited for my nibs to come. And I genuinely hated it. I actually hated it. Really? I, yeah, really, man. Like, I felt One,
1: I felt dirty. Like I cheated on somebody. I've, I've cheated on my nib. Um, I, I know what you mean. Like, and There's something cool, even just about saying like they use a nib. There's something that's more... I don't know, it sounds more skillful, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, but like, I think I spent... So many years. Like my background is in graffiti, so like I spent years and years using markers to sketch ideas up. That, oh, yeah. That now I'm just like I'm kind of over markers. I use markers for like for stencils and stuff like that. Yeah. Um But yeah, man, I I, I just felt dirty. Like, and I was really proud, proud of myself that I've just been doing this just under a year. I've just been flash painting. It'll be, it'll be a year on the 30th of July. 30th.
1: Of That's nuts, 30th. year. I wish my stuff was that good after a year. Like, it, it took me fucking li- literal years to start getting the hang of it, but this, I had to find everything out the hard way. I, I didn't really feel like I had people I could ask and do you know what I mean? Like,
0: it's just, just, I was buying, my head, yeah. just
1: banging my head a brick wall until it started to get better and things started to fall into place. Like, I got flash from like 2014 and stuff, and you will fucking piss yourself at how awful it is. You know? um,
0: yeah, I think we're all like that when we start out there. But thank you, man. Like, that's a massive compliment. Thank you so much. Ah, oh, you're um, welcome, brother. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Right. It's, uh, I, I, yeah, I thought I could get to a year without lining with a marker, and I didn't. And I feel like I failed. So
1: maybe for the next twelve months, maybe for the <laughs> two year mark yeah man just you know whatever you, everyone's got their own things they like to do there's no right that's that's what i love there's no right or wrong you know mm. yeah so it's it, When i
0: think somebody said to me when i first started like once you've learned the rules you can know how to bend them
1: yeah got to get yeah. those fundamentals down first and then yeah
0: pay your dues learn learn the right way i'd say yeah man um so if you were to go into a Starbucks or your preferred coffee shop of choice, there are other coffee shops out there, disclaimer. Um what is your go to coffee
1: order? Uh, I don't I don't know the names and stuff, but we have this discussion at the shop. Like I've had I've had full blown fist fights. Okay, not fist fights, but me and Jake argue all the time because he <laughs> likes them he likes the milkiest coffee known to man. Like mug of hot milk with a couple of granules in it whereas <laughs> i i like uh i like coffee that's so strong it will like peel your lips back so <laughs> i don't know just just a strong coffee a strong but with, with with oat milk with oat milk are you vegan um not like not completely but not i'm most bags. i'm mostly vegan food you know what i mean yeah hey hey hey, hey,
0: hey. Sorry, the cat's just bit mate. It's one thing I won't tolerate <laughs> to for fucking cats. Fucking little prick. He's got the maddest look in his eye. Little fucker. This is why I don't fuck with this cat. I don't like being bitten by cats. Um
1: He's like, yeah, why sorry, are you talking man. to your phone for an hour? He
0: thinks <laughs> it's a ghost. I know, yeah. time flies when you're having fun with a brummy, mate. Um, Bro, is this is
1: this is gone very
0: fucking quick. <laughs> um yeah, I think that it does. My missus now, she works... She's, a, like, an assistant manager in uh, Café Nero. Oh, yeah. So, like, my, co- my coffee, I usually drink, like, black coffee with a little bit of honey or, like, no... Like, black coffee and that's it. Um, Heavy, man. Yeah, I just... Somebody said, like, the reason that they drink black coffee and um, and smoke cigarettes, for example, is to punish their soul. Um, and Who does that? Um it was a friend of mine his name's is Rob Salzman. Um
1: and he uh, is a barber in Worcester where I live that is that is bleak I drink coffee just because I sleep like shit and I, it wakes <laughs> me up no he's like I drink he said like I drink black coffee and cigarettes because I like to punish my soul
0: and um, that's and so I, funny yeah I know isn't it but it's so poignant as well um, but yeah I don't know if you smoke mate but I fucking smoke like a chimney in a room in <laughs> Do you what? Sorry, mate? I said, do you? <laughs> I, just... I do, yeah, yeah. I do, I, yeah. Um, and this is the one thing where uh, recording podcasts is that I do inside and I don't smoke inside my house. Um oh, so by the end of the podcast, you have fucking Jones in for that cigarette. Yeah, I've got a vape for when I, I'm in the house for a long period oh, of time. Oh, nice, night, man. Um, which I try and do, like, of an evening and stuff when the baby's in bed and things like that. Me and the missus just sit and chill and I'll, I'll try not to go out for a fag bed. um
1: Yeah, yeah. But
0: yeah, I feel like this is yeah so i branched out with my coffee when she when she started working there she's like why don't you try an iced coffee and i was just like i think that's too like i don't know bougie for me i think that's a really bougie thing to do like having an iced coffee and now i'm hooked on them and i won but you because they're iced like you forget you forget it's coffee and i had five in a day oh but shit! I, yeah i had five within like three hours or something
1: is it still like well strong yeah, it's yeah,
0: there's still like two or three shots of coffee in it.
1: Like it, it's it's a strong coffee. But it's just with yeah.
0: a, a, you know, milk and ice. You um, think you're just drinking a milkshake. Exactly, man. A hundred percent. And and I had five in three hours and wondered why I nearly shit myself and could see through time. Um <laughs> so uh yeah, I try I try to curb it now. Um I used to do I used to do a thing on the podcast on series one before I got fucking told that was boring for saying it okay. so much, was um, if you had to listen to one band or artist for the rest of your life, who would it be? I'm not going to ask you that question because I got fucking slated for rinsing the question. So That's good uh, because I would have a very hard time answering it. All right, so I've got two questions surrounding music for you. Um, okay, cool. So I've got so one song that you absolutely hate, right, with a passion. Yeah. like One of them songs that gets stuck in your head and you're like, why well, am I still fucking singing this? And the I other was- something I hate, but I actually sing. Not, but not choosing to sing it. Like you'll hear it once, hate the song, but it'll be stuck in your head. Like oh, four, four, yeah. that four, four pop signature beat, like that kind of like, but that's your first one. And the second one oh, is yeah. if you could have chosen an inch, a song for your introduction to this episode, which is what I used to do
1: on series one. um, um What would that song be? Um, I don't know about the singing one because I honestly I think I'm only gonna sing pop songs that I like. Like I, I definitely like my metal, but at the same time, at the shop we li- we listen to like cheesy '90s pop, '80s pop. Like we love Hall and Oates. Like man, Steve and Craig went to see Simply Red the other night. Um, wow! I Imagine <laughs> they would not fit in at a Simply Red concert, <laughs> mate. But they're sick. Do you know what I mean? I I love all that shit. But uh, I, anything by Bastille. I fucking hate Bastille, bro. I can't think what they sing there. Doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> so I, was, I was doing that on purpose. I was really hoping he'd sing something to me and it would be stupid. Yeah.
1: I nearly did. No. Um, um, yeah, we have almost like in the shop, like everyone's got their bugbears. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, okay, right. Pick one artist and their band. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, the band can be played. Steve really doesn't like System of a Down. So we never listen to System of a Down in the shop. Right. He finds them irritating, and and I think my one is Bastille. Okay, uh, I can't remember what I can't remember what Craig. Oh, Jake's is real big fish. I think because I like to put real big fish on for a laugh. Right, I'm not actually a big Scar guy. And then I don't know. I think <laughs> I think Craig's might be all drum and bass, or that maybe that's Emma's. Uh, I like a lot of shit though, man. And then yeah, so my intro song for the podcast. Can I pick two? All right. You can have an intro and an outro. Hmm. So oh, okay. That's... I... Oh, because I was thinking about this earlier for some reason. Because I think, yeah, you used to... You Did you have intro music on uh, the last season? Yeah, for Series 1 I did. And then this season is... um
0: uh A, ma- a friend of mine, he has a, yep. a main band that he tours the UK with. And then he has like a side bedroom band type thing with his main... Um, and he was like, this is something we haven't released. We haven't really done anything with it. If you want it, you can use the chorus for your, for the podcast. Like a theme song. Yeah, absolutely, man. So, yeah, fuck yeah, that's really cool. So, I've got, oh, yeah, I'm the only one with that at the moment. So, uh, yeah, that's become the, the podcast's intro music.
1: But I guess if you didn't have that, I would pick maybe um, War Machine by Kiss mm. or Rock You Like a Hurricane by Scorpions. Just because I oh, think they're like, walkout songs, if you were like a fighter or something, you know.
0: Rocky Like a Hurricane reminds me yep. every time of Little
1: Nicky. Okay, I'm really sorry, I haven't seen Little Nicky. It's Adam Sandler though, right?
0: It is Adam Sandler. I can't believe you haven't what seen what fucking happens- Little Nicky, man.
1: What happens in the um, Rocky Like a Hurricane part? Oh,
0: it's literally like a walkout. It's like Adam Sandler as Little Nicky coming over the hill with like these hordes of demons behind him. Yeah, fucking rad, actually.
1: Yeah, this is it. It's a badass like walking out song. Like if you're a fucking wrestler or something, I'm definitely not a wrestler though.
0: (laughs) If you're going to take anything away from this podcast today, please, please, please listen, watch Little Nicky.
1: (laughs) Okay, deal. I'll watch it. Top man, like it. I'm not. I'm not one of these people that like hates Adam Sandler. Like I, I never really understood it. That like. You know what I mean? I like uh, Big Daddy, Waterboy, and shit like that. But some people, some people are like really anti Adam Sandler, aren't they? Yeah, my missus doesn't like him. Like she's weird.
0: Just he's funny at all. Um, but he's one of the, there's some of the films that I grew
1: up with and was like, yeah, this is this is funny. Do you know what I mean? Like pe- people like stuff and they don't like stuff. But it's it's like people hate Adam Sandler. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, some people really weird. can't stomach him. I don't think he's ever done anything too out
0: there to to hate that much, but yeah. Anyway, each their own. Um, yeah. so if you weren't tattooing, if tattooing wasn't your your goal job, what okay. what would you be doing? What would you be? What career would you be pursuing?
1: A guitar player in some capacity. Yeah, yeah, man. Because that's kind of, that's that is what I wanted to do originally. Um. It was—I don't know. Like, it's obviously so difficult to try and to try and be successful and to make money from music, and I've got so much respect for people that do. Um, but I, I don't know. I almost found that the the harder we were trying in the band I was in at the time, especially when you're peddling something like metal. Like, it's yeah, But market. Yeah, it's a different kind of thing. But it, it stopped being fun. That yeah. that was what killed, killed the band in the end. It it stopped being fun. Um, Whereas tattooing is, like, the, the more you work and the more tattoo tattoos you do, like, that that is fun. Like, that's something I really enjoy is, like, people work, work I don't know, pe- people hate their jobs a lot of the time. And they wake up and they're like, oh, I can't believe it's Monday. I've got to go to fucking work. Whereas, like, by the end of my time off work, you know, I usually have Sunday and Monday off. Like, I'm, 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 like, I'm raring to go to get back to work. Like, as soon as we're finished on this podcast, I'm heading down to the shop. And I, I love being at work. This is where I feel at home. Uh, I enjoy it. I like the people I work with. So, yeah, this that's one of the best things about tattooing is it. It doesn't really feel like work.
0: There's so there's a famous saying that that's I'm gonna get it wrong now. I know I am. I know, okay. I know you're gonna get me with. Um,
1: if you do something. What- then you'll never work a day in your life.
0: Yeah, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. Okay, yeah, that, that'll do. <laughs> yeah, there's something along those lines. And it's so true, man. Like, it genuinely is. I found a yeah. little bit, like, with, with as I said, getting stuff ready for the show, it's, it's started to feel a little bit more like, um, like a conveyor belt kind of thing. I mean, like a mass production, because I'll line, like, 10 sheets, and then I'll shade 10 sheets, and then I'll color the 10 sheets. And it all becomes very like regimented, whereas I don't yeah. think that that's the part where i enjoy, I enjoy the process. I do enjoy the process, however long it does take sometimes it doesn't go right. That's part of the fun for me, and because I've kind of had to change the aesthetic of the the process of doing things, I don't say I wouldn't say I didn't enjoy it because I still do enjoy it, and I think it's just me putting too much pressure on myself. Yeah. To produce a, a a certain amount of work, um, but you know, I think it was has been less enjoyable than than when I just paint for for me. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, paintings so like, like.
1: On volume and like getting stuff out there to sell, rather than to- taking the time, to sort of savor. I guess the sheet and you know, just take your time on it. Like you, you, I guess you're having to focus on speed and, um you know output yeah
0: absolutely man and it's it's thinking you know I might really like to do a design or a sheet based around a certain thing um or a certain design and then I think ah uh, but is that going to go down well with joe public is that what is that what joe public wants or are skulls and daggers and blood too much for them yeah you
1: know yeah sorry you mean at the at the fair like yeah you got to actually think about what people are going to Resonate with and what they're going to want to part part with their money for, like, yeah, absolutely, man. And that's kind of again, it's kind of
0: been like, I would love to. I've I've been recently, I haven't had, like, I've not gotten any reference books, like, I I just literally I can't afford to go out and buy that kind of thing. Um, Yeah, for sure, man. So I've recently come into ownership of Akira's first and second books digitally, picture machine
1: bro are they uh, oh, you got the picture machine too?,
0: uh, the picture machine on
1: digital as well, and yeah, for one My favorite man yeah, absolutely man, I like but Akira's books are fucking nuts, yeah there's there's so much good stuff in there, like, and they're all his stencils. I'm like, shit, like you get to do all of these tattoos, like mm. i I really I really like Akira's work, man, yeah, Akira's fucking sick, but if you look
0: through, I think it's his second book, like it's mainly tits and skulls. No, it's, yes. that's pretty much all it is. And well, I, I think
1: know. this is it. Like you, you, you almost become associated with, with certain imagery. Like you have like your signature things like, and it can change for sure. But you know, like, like, uh, Jake, uh, our shop he does a lot of Betty Boops. And I almost feel like that's, that's kind of become his signature thing. You know, I don't know if you've seen that or mm-hmm. like Regan really mm-hmm. likes doing dogs and I feel like, yeah. in a way, that's, like, his signature thing. So, like, yeah, you know, Akira, just he does really, really nice pin-ups and they usually have their tits out.
0: Yeah, this is true, yeah. And I, I have to think, you know, it might be a family show, so maybe that's not the best idea.
1: Um, Yeah, so, yeah, I know what you mean. You want kids, you know, parents, like, not coming up to your store because there's a drawing of a boob.
0: Yeah, I don't want to be seen as some... I, I think that as well, because, again, if you were... If you're not in a tattoo crowd, like... People won't see that. That's part of like tattoo imagery and things like. That. It, it 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 has yeah. been, you know, referenced so many times that they would probably see it as maybe a little bit misogynistic and um, definitely like, man almost <laughs> sexist in a way. And that's not <laughs> who I am about. at all. Yeah, and I wouldn't want people to think that of me. So yeah, good call, bro. You yeah. got you got to have a business head sometimes. I think that's what it is. You've got to be open-minded, Right. Uh, I've got a couple of questions for you from the Instagram. Not too many, but I've got a couple. No, that, yeah, that's cool. No one knows
1: who I am. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so somebody, I'm hoping you know this person because otherwise this sounds like it's a scam um, promoting something. Um, okay. Can you ask him about his addiction to eight ball pool? The guy has a problem. Who asked that? I, I, I'm not gonna say, but
1: no, I know, I know who it is. Um, I think, <laughs> like, I think, is it someone called Adam? I, I, I genuinely have to check and message you afterwards. Oh, okay. Don't worry about that. Um, we went through a phase of playing eight ball Paul. Oh no, shit! No, it's not Adam. It's um, it's Dan. It's Dan Gringoff Anyway, um, <laughs> we uh, we we went through this phase where we'd all start playing eight ball pool on our phones. Like one of the guys started playing it, and then they're like, oh pretty fucking good this game you should you should get that and then i'm really addictive with uh video games like i'll i'll get into one i'll really really intensely play it for a few months and then never touch it again and th- it it just so happened that that one at the time was able pull and i think um basically like you have different tables and like you bet your money and then if you win it doubles you know you, you have to it's not real money it's just the money that you earn from winning games but i uh, yeah i've played it yeah this guy was in the shop and i bet basically like all my money on a game and fucking lost it by putting the white and the black at the same time at the end and like this happened like two or three times and i just i just bankrupt myself in front of the in front of this guy oh but, yeah tough, man. so no addiction there. no no not <laughs> not anymore when i was in hospital recently i i got back into candy crush and I did like 1,000 <laughs> levels in, in about three days. I just I just absolutely have <laughs> candy crush, man. And again, I'm off it. I'm off it again now. Yeah. Uh,
0: how is the leg, by the way? That's something that I can't believe I haven't asked you.
1: No, nice. No, okay. I mean, look, people generally listening probably don't know about that. Um, a bridge version. Broke my leg and my ankle. Had surgery. It's been 11 weeks. I'm pretty good now. Uh, I got hospital on Monday just to check up i went for some more x-rays the other day um but i'm, I'm hoping they're gonna be like yeah that's banging you can just go back to normal now i know that's obviously a bit naive but i around the house i don't even really use the walking boot anymore like I i've got no pain i can walk around normally on my two feet and it seems fine um so yeah hoping hoping it's all good hoping no complications or anything yeah. like that but- Fingers crossed, man. I really hope it goes well for you. Thanks, man. Yeah, it's it's been fucking long, mate. It's been long and not very fun. Not very fun.
0: I definitely can
1: sympathise with that. Um, Yeah, I do. I I couldn't believe it. Like, obviously, I don't want to bring up all your stuff on your podcast, but when we were talking, like, it was almost kind of humbling. Like, because there's me thinking I've got this real bad deal and then I got chatting to you and I was like, man, you never know what someone's going through. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, and I think that I say it all the time, but it's just about showing kindness and compassion to other people, man, for sure. Yeah. And I knew that although that you weren't going to be in a situation like that for long, like I knew that like you being in hospital on your own and only just having a phone charger and not even being able to go out for a smoke or anything, yeah. it, it affects
1: you, it just affects you.
0: So I was like, you know, I thought I'd reach to you and yeah, man, and that's how that we really started talking. It, when that, it.
1: that was kind of when we hit it off pretty much, wasn't it, mate?
0: Yeah, you know, just just uh, finding some common ground over
1: being in pain with legs. I think that was, yeah. that was it, man. But that this is it. Sometimes you just gotta reach out, like I like to think I do it sometimes, maybe not enough, but like, you know, even if you don't know someone, but it, it goes a long way. There's been a couple of times where I've seen artists posting stuff like um coming off Instagram, um, to focus on my mental health and stuff and I mm. I see I see something like that and I got I, I usually send them a fucking essay. And um, just because like, I understand how that feels. And, you know, you just want to kind of say like, here for you, buds, hit me up if you need anything, like you're yeah, sick, man. you know, just don't, don't trip over this. But I think everyone needs a break from that shit sometimes. Like,
0: You don't realise as well. I think that sometimes by sending one of those messages to somebody that you might not even know might be that little thing that that person
1: needs. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And they didn't and know they needed it. And apart from a couple of minutes of your time, I think it's important. Like, yeah, man, be kind to each other. That's the best yes. way to be,
0: man. Like, apart from, like, don't get me wrong. If there's somebody being a dickhead, like, don't feel the need to show them kindness. Um, but yeah. yeah. Um, what are your go-to needles for lining and shading? Uh,
1: so I, ideally, I'm gonna use a quadrant thirteen round shader to line and i usually use either a quadrant or a lockdown nine mag those are my uh those are my liners my shaders are my daily go-tos that's
0: see that's that's a really nice and simple question for any tattooist listening
1: but that to me makes literal no sense um yes yeah, so what, do what, what, what doesn't make sense about it man i can
0: no 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 i mean it does because i've got When I started, you know, when I really started taking the whole tattooing thing seriously, yeah, somebody's helping me out, and I don't want to say who or with what, but somebody's helping me out, and I had to do a little bit of research into needles. Yeah, yeah. um, And they kind of went like, oh, just, you know, to start out, if you're going to be practicing on fake skin and and, um, and, uh, fruit and things like that, if you're going to be doing that you'll probably want i think i'm gonna get it wrong now uh seven round for lining
1: okay i mean that's that's very small for for traditional but i mean i guess if you're tattooing an orange yeah that's why yeah yeah purpose purposely for an orange and then like a seven mag to shade seven seven mags cool like obviously that's only a little bit smaller than um than a nine mag and uh yeah I, i i definitely know some people that use seven mags for their trad like I just, you know, you, you, it's the same with painting, bro. You, like, you, you get something that you're comfortable with and then that's that's your bread and butter. Like, sometimes you'll try a different line weight. You know, I've, I've I've used a bunch of different things before. Went through a phase of really liking the Black Claw Hollow 12s. Mm. Um, But, yeah, at the moment, 13-round 13, 13 shader and a 9 mag for me. Oh, do you know what? I'm interested to see what this guy uses to ask
0: that question. I, I might message him afterwards and ask him. Yeah, yeah, yeah
1: sure, man. Like, yeah.
0: Um, yeah but that's something I've got to start doing research into so that might be something I'm hitting you up for
1: of course Um, man I'm happy to help you bro cheers man Um,
0: and then the last uh, question that came in was it wasn't even a question he's bending the rules again Uh, he just said just tell him that I love him
1: oh that's really nice I love you
0: too it (laughs) could be somebody really creepy you know?
1: yeah well their intentions sound good <laughs> no, it's it, super nice person, then you you'd want their love.
0: Um, um well that's that's pretty much it, man. Um yeah, okay man. Uh so thank you so much for coming on. Have you got any like uh, thank yous or shout-outs you want to do or people you want to thank or
1: um thank you for um having me on your podcast, man. It's it's an honor to be asked to do something like this. Uh man, if anyone's listening. Thank, thank you for giving up an hour and a half your time to listen to my annoying ass waffle arounds because I wouldn't listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I really, really appreciate it, and uh, yeah, thank you. And I hope I was a, I hope I was a good guest for you and not too boring. Uh, no, mate,
0: by it was my pleasure to have you on. Honestly, like every every yeah, single just... one of my guests has been a pleasure to have on, and you're you're no different.
1: No, it's a cool thing that you're
0: doing, man. It's cool. Thanks, man. It means a lot. Um, well, thank you very much for coming on, and right, brother. Uh, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Go and sling some ink, and have a good day, man.
1: Yes, mate. You too. Have a great day, brother. You too, man. Look after yourself. Peace out. Bye.